Who's ready for the word this morning? Maybe one or two. Who's ready for the word this morning? Yes. Yeah, come on, come on. Uh, it's uh, always an honor for me to, to bring the word. And um, I just want to, today, what I actually want to do is I'm not going to take too long. <laughs> because we've got uh, Lindsay and Phil, they're going to share a bit about their experience um, being overseas recently. But I want to share some, I think, very important thoughts uh, to begin with. Um, actually, I want to provide some context, right, of the place that missions has in our church, okay? The context of what missions has, in our, the place that it has in our church. Um, so let me just pray. Dear Lord, I thank you that you are already here, and it's just so good to gather with your saints, Lord God. And thank you for the miraculous things you are doing, Lord God, uh, around the world, Lord God. Uh, opening blind eyes, Lord God. Rescuing girls, Lord God. Uh, providing water, providing food, Lord God. It is a wonderful, wonderful thing to be a part of. And I thank you, Lord God, that um, you've called us as a church and as a body to be able to be a part of that. And I just pray, Lord, speak to the hearts of people's lives this morning. And we're grateful in advance for everything you're going to do in Jesus' name. Amen. So, my opening thoughts. It actually occurred to me recently, right, that I haven't provided the church with some, what I believe is fundamental knowledge, that I believe everyone attending this church should know. Okay, some fundamental knowledge. Um, we've been here for a little over eight months now, so you can classify us as officially Canberrans 100%, especially if we've been the winter, right? We are Canberrans through and through. And I have a cat man in blue jacket, so I am Canberran, okay? There's no doubt. I still go for the Panthers, that's another story. Um, <laughs> but what I want to do is I want to just highlight some points that tie into the focus for today, which is... Missions. Okay, that's our focus for today. So let's start with our missions statement. Um, actually, what I want to do is define what a mission statement is. For some working in a, in, a, in a business, in a company, maybe you already know that and you're like, I already know what that is, and that's fine. Others, what's a mission statement? What do you mean by that? So let me explain what that is, define it. A mission statement is a concise explanation of the organization's reason for existence. And in organization, I mean, what's the reason for this church's existence, okay? Um, it describes the organization's purpose and its overall intention. The direction to employees, uh, sorry, purpose and direction, uh, where, where will we? to employees, uh, customers, vendors, and other stakeholders, okay? so. That is the definition of a missions statement. So when I worked actually for Woolworths, which was not that long ago, I was responsible for teaching the company's mission statement. And I actually had to go back online yesterday, believe it or not. I was like, what's Woolworths mission statement? I actually, I used to teach it and I've actually forgotten it. And, um, and I still forget it now after looking at it. Anyway, it's not, it's not important, but you know, Woolworths had a missions statement something that gave the organization purpose and its overall intention. What is this? Why, why does Woolworths exist, right? And it had a mission statement um, associated to it. So let me ask us, what is in Church Canberra's mission statement? As I said, I've been here for eight months. 
little bit over, and I haven't even shared what is our mission statement as a church. So Sunny will bring it up on the screen right now. And it is this. We exist to turn non-Christians into totally committed followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. That is the reason for our existence, right? Our purpose and our overall intention. That is it right there. That, that sums it up so nicely. And when it talks about you know, making non, uh, non-Christians into total committed followers, that is not just speaking about our Canberran neighbours, right? But also in, in the context of this church, we are speaking about, with God willing and with his help, the nations. We believe that we want to, with God's help, turn non-Christians into totally committed followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let me move on to an organization's values, okay? Values. And I want to define what an organization's values are to begin with before I reveal some of our values as a church, right? An organization's values lay the foundation for what the company cares about most. It provides a common purpose that all employees, and, when I, and none of you are my employees, so ignore the employees part, that, and I'll, I'll, I'll share what I'm kind of trying to say in a moment. A common purpose that all employees should understand, work towards, and live by. Once you define and promote your values, employees come to understand the behaviors that are expected of them that will lead to success. Now, of course, as I said, no one is my I don't need to say that at all. But what I'm trying to say, what I'm trying to draw out of, out of this, the, the whole values definition is a common purpose, okay? A people with a common purpose and understanding that they can work towards and live by, right? That is what uh, the importance of having values, right, really clearly defined in an organization, but for this situation, for a church. What's our common purpose? What are we, what do we understand? What can we work towards and what can we live by? So in summary, the aim of the organization's mission statement and values is to get everybody on the same page with clarity on the direction we are going. I think that's kind of important, right? Because otherwise we've got a whole bunch of different ideas, right? But to be able to bring it, bring it all, hone it in, and have a little bit of direction, a little bit of purpose. This is where we're going. This is what God has called us to do. Now, what's in church cameras values? The question is, okay? So I won't reveal all of them because Joe and I are planning a mini-series where we want to focus on them in detail. As you saw in church news, you put up, mini-series, the values as a church. What are our values, right? I think you're going to love them, by the way. Um, But I will share one with you today, one value. And that value, and Sunny's going to bring it up again, is mission and discipleship, okay? Mission and discipleship. The vision of the church worldwide is to win the loss to Christ and to make disciples as he commanded, okay? We don't choose the mission. We don't choose the mission. Rather, ours is to obey 
the commission, right? That's what we are called to do, to be obedient to the commission that he has called us to be a part of. And this core value comes straight from the scripture because end of the day, you know, expect in a church, an organization is an organization within the church, every bit of our mission statement, our values must come from our lifeline, word of God, out of the scriptures. And so in Matthew 28, 18, it says, And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. Kind of important, right, for our church to align our values, right, with what Jesus' last command was for us before he ascended to heaven, right? Kind of important. What was, if you're going to hear from somebody, sometimes the most important thing they're ever going to say is when they're about to go perhaps, okay? They're going to say something that they really need to remember. And Jesus commands us and tells us, go into all the world. Kind of important, right, to take notice of that. Let me dive just a little bit deeper, and I'm about to pass it over to Lindsay and Phil, of the heart of our Saviour Jesus. You know, the heart of our Saviour Jesus. Love this um, 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 story that I'm about to share. In the book of Luke, an author who recorded the events of Jesus' life in chronological order. I appreciate that, by the way. Anyone like chronological order? <laughs> Anybody an orderly person and likes the story to be told as it happened, right? None of this license to exaggerate or, you know, make us change the story and, and the other person's listening and going, what story is that? That never happened. Right? Luke, my kind of guy, he, he tells the story in chronological order and we see how the ministry of Jesus began. Okay? How, how did it, be, how did it, how did it begin? Um, After overcoming the temptations of Satan, right, Jesus begins his Galilean ministry. And in Luke 4.17, with laser, with laser-like focus, laser-like focus, he reads his purpose of being on earth. Okay? He's about to, he's beginning his ministry. He's about to establish the very purpose that he is here on earth for. What is it? I love this. And it says in Luke 4.17, it says this. And he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind and to set at liberty those who are oppressed to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Right from the word say go, it's quite wonderful that from the word say go, when he begins his ministry, he establishes the purpose of why he's here. And then at the end of his ministry, he says, now the work is not finished, right? I've begun a work. 
Now I'm handing over the baton, or baton, as my wife puts it. I don't know which one's correct. I'm Polish. I have a license to say different words different ways. Okay, thank you very much. Right? He passes on the baton, right? <laughs> I've got the approval over there. The baton onto us. And he says, the work that I've begun is now over to you. And the very calling that I had on me, I have completed that work. I have completed that work by dying on the cross and making a way to our Father God. But now I'm handing over the work to my co-laborers, which is the commission going to all the world. If this mission found in Isaiah was important to Jesus, what should my response be to the Great Commission? Right? I believe being a part of mission theory is responding to the heart of our Saviour for the lost. I really do. Let me read Isaiah again, or Luke, the, the, the uh, passage from Isaiah, read in Luke. And let me just kind of share what we as a church are doing as we kind of read through it. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. Church, we build wells for the poor which open doors to preach the gospel. Right? He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives. We feed prisoners and share the hope of Jesus to the outcasts of society. And recovery of sight to the blind. We remove cataracts from eyes in India. To set at liberty those who are oppressed. We intercept and rescue vulnerable girls from a life of sexual slavery. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. I just love how we can be a part of something so special that as we continue to move forward, right, knowing that, Lord, we're responding to what you established from the beginning of your ministry. This is what your purpose was. We are continuing to take on that baton and we're saying, Lord, it's on us now. It's, it's on our watch. And I can't do everything but I can do something. Hallelujah. Let me finish on this last slide. Jesus taught us, church, to broaden, to broaden our scope and vision. Okay? Don't be narrow-minded. Don't be tunnel vision. Broaden your scope. Broaden your vision. And in Luke 4, 42, it says this. Now, when it was today, he departed and went into a deserted place. And the crowd sought him and came to him and tried to keep him from leaving them. You're not going anywhere. But he said to them, I must preach the kingdom of God to the other cities also, because for this purpose I have been sent. And he was preaching in the synagogues of Galilee. Just love that little passage, because there's so much in it that we can learn from Jesus right here. Reaching Canberra Church is absolutely important, but so is the rest of the world, right? 
Pastor Dan, who was here for Pastor Dan a couple of weeks ago? Anyone here for Pastor Dan who came from Phoenix? I love what he said. He said that recently, well, not too long ago, a couple of years probably now, but God prompted him to see beyond Phoenix. Because he said, he said to himself, Lord, I am, I am being an instrument used by you. I am reaching out to my city. I have a refuge uh, center built up, dedicated to bring young people off the streets, helping young people. And yet God prompted him and said, you know what? Broaden your horizon. There's more to this world than just things. And I just love that little encouragement. I believe we can respond, church, last point, to the heart of God by giving or going. Okay? And I, like I said, I, I praise God for what we're a part of. And, you know, I'm, I'm a giver myself. I know that, you know, I have financial goals and things that my family and I are trying to work towards, have been working towards for a long time. But we've always prioritized, Lord, you know, on my watch, you've passed the baton on to me. God, I want to be a part of that, however I can. Everybody's in a different situation. Or the other way to be a part of this is to actually go. And just God willing, church, I'm hoping that, you know, We'll see how things happen um, in the near future, but I would love to actually go on, on, the, on our church's behalf to the, to the nations for a short period of time. Obviously, I can't be away from my family for very long, but to actually be on the ground and to see and to experience, to touch, to understand what the need is and what we are doing as a church, as a global church in the nations of the world. 